Get a jump start on 2024 in a new Kia from Robert Brogdon's Olathe Kia. Shop their large selection, including the new Sorento, Nero, and Soul models. You'll score big with low prices, trade assist cash, and a 30-day money-back guarantee. Visit OlatheKia.com. Welcome into to Sports Radio 810 WHB. This is the KC Mavericks Coaches Show. I am Sterling Holmes, joined now. 12-2 start to the season, best in the ECHL. Tad had GM and head coach, how are you? I'm doing well, doing well. Happy to be here. Look at that. See? Exactly. Already a round of applause. We are here live at Llewellyn's Pub down here in Lee Summit. I'll tell you what, it makes me want a Guinness. Right here, the hockey it's cold outside, Llewellyn's Pub. I know we're doing a, a Guinness chug off after this, right? Everyone's going to get involved in this one? Everybody. That's why I figured. Yeah. But let's talk about the 12-2 and two start because you guys currently have the best record in the ECHL. You won the first seven games to the season. What has been the catalyst for your torrid start? You know what? I, it starts with the players. You know, been absolutely uh, phenomenal. Uh, the players have come in, uh, true professionals. They've stuck to the game plan, um, and we're playing a fast-paced brand of hockey. Yeah. And so there's been contributions throughout the lineup, and it's, it's an exciting start. You mentioned fast-paced. Last time we were here, we, we, we talked about a fast-paced style of play. How has that been? Has it been exactly how you thought, a little bit different? Because you mentioned fast. Has it been as fast as you thought or even faster? You know what, um, we, we, from training camp, we talked about how we want to play fast. And that's not just coach speak. Specifically, we talked about the things that we want to do. Limit our controlled breakouts, neutral zone transition, uh, first on pucks, second quick on pucks. We want to really push the pace, and that allows us to be the best team possible. Um, I will tell you that this is a surprising group. We realized the caliber of player that w- was brought in and the caliber of players that we were being sent. But um, you know what, they surprised Rob Wes and I you know, every day just with their professionalism and how they've attacked these games and, and really their perseverance. Yeah. Uh, associate coach Riley Wozlowski is here as well. I think he's being a little humble because he keeps talking about bringing these players in, but who brought those players in? Is the head coach and GM. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and you know what? That's uh, one thing is is people, uh, you know, the, the recruiting side of, of coaching at this level are really all the, the other hats that you wear as a coach and a GM at this level. But uh, as, as you work uh, to build the team in the summer and making sure that you not only have the right players, but you have the right people in, in your locker room in terms of the culture. And, and, and uh, you know, because the, the coach's message, I would say, is about uh, 25% of, like, the messaging that is important in the locker Room. It's, it's the message that's regurgitated when the coaches are gone that's important. And so that's one thing that we're really proud of is, is, is maybe more than the players we've brought in is the people that we've brought into Kansas City and, and, uh, and you know, their belief and, and the way that they uh, uh, work together and, and the message that they're spreading in the locker room for us. What has it been like building the roster to get to this point? What have you gone through this past offseason into now to where you sit at 12-2? and two? I think one of the things that, you know, people have to understand is that this has been a process over the past four years. Um, and that's, you know, you know, Wes and I, you know, you know, three years ago when we started, you know, putting together this team, everything from, you know, trades that we had made in the past, you know, to bring in a, a Jake Jeremko, but also the players that last year we got hit with injuries. 
and so we were able to bring in some outstanding college players to put into the uh, into put into the lineup. But also the affiliation with Seattle and Coachella. Yeah. What people don't understand is, you know, we spent a year and a half on building that relationship, identifying the right NHL club to be with. And so this is really a, a process of over four years, and now you're starting to see it take its uh, take its form and shape. We're incredibly proud of these players, but you know this is something that's been been worked on for the past four years now. And how have those affiliated players gelled so far? You know that's a pretty big transition. What has that been like for those guys? You know what? Absolutely phenomenal. I can we cannot speak um, enough about the players that have been spent from uh, sent from Seattle and Coachella, and, and a lot of that has to do with how they identify players, not only on the ice but off the ice. Um, these are true caliber pros, how they conduct themselves. The players that have come down, they've taken ownership. Um, you know, they talk about this being their club as it is. They don't just identify with Coachella and Seattle, but they, they identify as being part of the Mavericks organization. And that has, has been remarkable. Um, I've been on teams in the past where, you know, we've, we have, we don't have that unity per se. And the, the affiliated players that have come down, they understand that they're getting ice time. They're here to continue to build their game so they're able to go to the, the AHL and the NHL. Um, they've been drivers in the room on and on the ice and off the ice. Yeah, uh, Riley, you're now in your third season behind the bench with the Mavs. How have you seen this grow in your time here? Well, I think it's evolved uh, um, in, in about every single way. I think that uh, you know when we started three years ago, it's you, you identify areas that that we need to be better to have long-term success and and not just. Uh, you know, immediate success. I think that when when Tad and I met and and talked about uh, the vision for the Mavericks, it's it's how do we, you know, implement uh, uh, structure into this organization so that they can be um, an organization that that's successful year after year after year. And and you know, the affiliation is a big part of that, making sure you have the right affiliation and uh, um, you know things that people don't even realize that go in, goes into it. But uh, like uh, player housing is something that in the ECHL that uh, uh, you provide player housing, and so you, that's a, a, an area that you have to make a positive impact on players. How players are treated at the rink, we take a lot of pride in the fact that we, you know, we feel that we treat our players as well or better than a lot of American Hockey League teams. And and to be able to do that, you have to have a president that allows you to do that. You have to have ownership that allows you to do that. And, and we're very fortunate here that we do. And so um, it's uh, a lot of uh, foundation stuff that we've been trying to put into place for years, and, and now starting to see the. You know, that's kind of stuff pay off and, and the results come because of it. Uh, we are here live at Llewellyn's Pub in Lee Summit for the KC Mavericks Coaches Show. You guys actually announced captains in the leadership team just a few weeks ago. Can you walk us through that process and who the deserving people are? Yeah, you know what? The first thing that we, we try to do is we want to play some games, get some games underneath our belt. And so we went through a couple of series, couple weekends uh, without naming them because you really want to see who takes control. Who, you know, it's, We aren't looking for just a popularity contest. We aren't looking at who has the most veteran games, the most AHL games played. We want to see who the leaders are in the room. Now, the, the, one of the things is, is there's quite a few leaders in that room, quite a few guys that take ownership, and we started to notice that. Then the other thing, we talk amongst the staff, you know, um, all, the, all three coaches as well as, you know, with our president as well as equipment manager, athletic trainer. We get everybody's input, and then we have a vote with the players. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we examine the vote, take a look at it. We talk amongst our staff, and the thing that was very cool was that uh, the, the uh, it was – it was similar across the board. 
And so when we looked at what the players were feeling of as far as the leadership goes and then our staff and coaches, it was, it was spot on, uh, which tells us that, you know, we identified the right leaders in the room. And uh, it was important for us. You know, we've got uh, Jake Jaremko. He's our captain. Um, and then we were able to have, you know, Cole Kosky, um, uh, Ryan Jones, um, as well as, um, and I'm, I'm drawing a blank here for a second, and excuse me, Jake McLaughlin, uh, were uh, three alternate captains. And then also from our leadership group, um, you know, Patrick Curry, he's been absolutely phenomenal, and then Duquette. And what we try to do is, you know, not only from our captains, but then from our leadership group, we'll have meetings with them, you know, every couple weeks, um, and really understand that teams are driven by players. And um, those aren't the only leaders on this roster. Um, I've really liked, we've really liked our leadership throughout these uh, past 14 games, but that's kind of how the process goes. Riley, you guys rank second in the ECHL with a man adva- advantage on power play. Can you talk about your success when you have the power play? Yeah, well, I mean, it starts with the players. You have to have the right uh, personnel, and, and so all the credit in the world to those guys that are out there that are making plays. I think that, uh, um, you know, our, our special teams and our power play is, uh, as a coaching staff, I think we just put uh, some some structure into place so that uh, the routes are predictable, so that the spots are predictable, so that guys are able to uh, understand where guys are be able to be supposed to be in certain situations, and then they have to make the plays in those situations and and uh that's one thing that uh, we're fortunate with this team is we have a bunch of playmakers on this team and guys that uh that understand the game and see the ice very well and so um you know a couple unique things we have a power play unit with all with all five forwards on it and that's something that's very unique in 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 hockey in general there's not a lot of teams that do that but uh to do that you have to have the right personnel and 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 we got max andreev up there running the point and and the way that he has uh command up there and the confidence that he has to make plays and 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 still well still being responsible and uh, uh so so he has a very unique skill set and a un- unique ability to be able to do that but uh um and then and then we've got uh guys that, that that can shoot guys that that work really well in terms of finding space and so all these components that, that are thrown together there and and uh you know for us it's it's now i identify uh the way that the teams are going to attack us and and kind of maybe some uh some areas that we can exploit in it and, and then the guys just go out there and make plays and so far they've been able to do that how did you guys come to the conclusion of five forwards on power play you mentioned how unique that is was it tinkering around in practice was it a, a late night thought of hey this might work how'd you come to this uh, sorry go ahead yeah, I, I, personnel for for one i mean when when you look at our our, our roster and, and our forward unit tad and i had had uh meetings and, and and a big part of those early meetings was was you look at the talent level that we have up front and the forwards that we have and it's like who who can we leave off of the power play i mean we have guys up there that uh like that need to be on the power play and so it's like how do you find enough space for that and, and when we we built the team uh one of the things that tad and i talked a lot about was having a really steady decor that could just really defend very well and then and then having those those high skill forwards that are able to make plays and so um it, it was kind of a matter of making sure we get all these guys on on there and then our conversation was uh you know who do we think would be a good fit uh in certain situations and, and certain positions and and that's kind of i would say how we came to it I think it's an incredible compliment to Max Andreoff. Uh, you know, 
to have a forward, you know, run your power play at the point, you know, a, a coach has to have a lot of, you know, a lot of faith in him from a defensive standpoint. And um, he's been absolutely phenomenal. Um, you know, Coachella Valley has been watching these games and they, they love the, the five forward, you know, power play unit. They're always joking with us about it, but the way he's able to control the play, possess the puck, walk the blue line, make uh, smart decisions is, is kudos to him and what he's doing. So that's been excellent. Well, Tad, you recorded the hundredth win of your coaching career earlier this season. I think that deserves a round of applause here. Very, very impressive. What does this mean to you for your legacy, what you've done here? What did that hundredth win mean? Uh, you know what, first and foremost, you know, I, I'm proud, you know, to do it, you know, here in Kansas City. It was 100, uh, 100 wins as a head coach here in Kansas City. That means a lot to me um, because, you know, the ownership and our president had the faith, you know, in, in bringing me here to Kansas City. Uh, I had a lot of success in Florida, and this has been my home and is my home and incredibly happy with what we've done. But, you know, most importantly, talks about the relationships that, you know, I've been able to build over the years with players. I mean, this is why we do that is those relationships with the players and looking back over 100 games I can't tell you how many phenomenal players have, have come through you know just in the past four years in Kansas City and you know what I mean it was great you know but you know to be honest with you we want 100 more you know yeah. and that's the way we look at it and you know we're having a heck of a season and I just attribute that success to the great staff and ownership and the players that we have here so it was it was cool uh, again we are here live at Llewellyn's pub for the KC Mavericks coaches show I want to talk about some of the unsung heroes so far this season. You both get a chance to chime in here. Who have been some of the unsung guys, maybe some guys that have exceeded expectations for you? Yeah, so you know what? We've had the least amount of movement out of any ECHL team, and that was something that we discussed in the summer. Is like teams will bring 40 guys into training camp, 30 guys into training camp. We brought 24, 25 guys into training camp. We had to make two roster trims. Um, and so we were very, we talked about being sniper focused as opposed to shotgun focused. We wanted to really identify the right guys, you know, bring those guys in. And so with that is everyone's identifying their role and executing their role. Um, with that said, sometimes guys, you know, contribute so much and their name may not end up on the score sheet. I'll give you one example is uh, Santerno. Santerno came to us last year through a trade. He was a player that was in and out of our lineup. He had a big summer this offseason, and he's come in. He's been excellent on the penalty kill. He's locked things down defensively. He adds a level of aggressiveness, physicality. He's great on the forecheck, and he's a guy that oftentimes goals will be uh, attributed to the things that he's doing. And so that that's a, a great example of one. The other one that I would mention is uh, a goaltender, Dylan Kelly. Um, you know, Dylan's been with us now, you know, for um, the past couple seasons. He is an incredible teammate and locker room guy. Um, sometimes, you know, he doesn't get, you know, the playing time maybe that he is deserving of. But I'll tell you what, you can't find a better teammate. You can't find a guy that, you know, loves being in Kansas City more. And um, he's absolutely been rock solid. I, I think, um, what is it, uh, maybe seven of his last eight games he's had wins in. Um, you know, so those well, when you win a lot, that's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> when you're 12 and two, it's great, huh? Yeah, always good. 
<laughs> what about you, Riley? Well, you know, I think I think the decor in general. I think uh, you know we have defensemen that uh, their job with with the roster that we have is just to defend, and, and by doing that, uh, you're not going to see their names on the score sheet uh, that often, and, and that uh, it, it takes a lot of discipline, I would say, as a defenseman to to you know to be consistently just get the pucks up to the forwards and and be in the right places, and and uh, and uh, it's you know you're, you're you're probably giving up a little bit on the off the offensive side for the betterment of the team and so all of the defensemen I would say for them you know are, are, are I would consider a little bit unsung and and some other guys uh, three in particular uh, Casey Carew, Ty Enns, and Bradley Schoonbert. And if you haven't heard their names very much, it's because they haven't played very much. And I'll be honest, that's probably the hardest job on the team. Ryan Devine is another one uh, who, who they haven't been in lineup very much, and they show up every day and they work so hard and they're and they're ready for when their number is called and it's going to be called, right? Like we're you're going to see one of those guys uh, in the lineup tomorrow night because we just had a call up uh, uh, and and so he's got to be ready to play and so these guys show up and they work their tails off to be ready for the their opportunities and and uh and you know we're excited for them to get those opportunities here coming up and really appreciative of the work they've been putting in yeah tomorrow night the mavs are playing at tulsa and they come back friday against wichita saturday against wichita gonna be a fun weekend here in kansas city the three player guests tonight Max Andreov, Theo Calvis, and Kale Morris. Here's your chance to let them know how you feel about them. Can, can I get some thoughts from you guys on those three players? It is a great question. So first of all, Kale Morris. Kale Morris is uh, as cool as can be. Um, yeah, I, he actually uh, surprises me sometimes just how cool, calm, collective. Yeah, he's everything you want in a goaltender. Um, incredible reflexes, incredible agility, plays the puck incredibly well, great teammate. He's a kid who had a ton of success at Notre Dame. I believe he was a Mike Richter Award winner. Um, during COVID year, he was uh, with the Chicago Blackhawks taxi squad, and he's been on American League deals. And uh, he's a goaltender we've always liked. And uh, this offseason, um, as, as the time went on, he was available. Um, and we didn't. We, we, we wanted to make sure. We wanted our goaltending situation to be the best that it could be at the time. And, uh, you know, we made a, a change in training camp and brought him in. He's been lights out. Phenomenal human being. Um, so unbelievable. Max Andreoff. Max uh, is coming off a great career at Cornell University. Um, and, uh, you know, last year Coachella Valley had, had brought him over. Um, and uh, we were hoping to get him into our playoff roster last year, and we, we couldn't. And then uh, this year they had let us know that they were looking to uh, send him down to us. Um, here's a player that... When when you one word to describe him is just intense. The kid plays with a ton of emotions, um, competes. Um, he's a 200 foot player, um, and he's been just so much fun to watch. Um, when you talk about care factor, it's through the roof. And so uh, he's an exciting player. And right now, he's leading the league in points, and and he's doing it the right way. He's not cheating. Yeah, uh, and then and then Theo on on the back end. I mean, just to see his his uh, evolution over the last few years and to turn into you know what I would consider probably one of the best uh, two way defensemen in, in the league right now. And and uh, you know he he's he's quietly racking up a lot of points and 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 he's doing it in a very responsible way, which uh, uh, on our team is very important. But uh, yeah, one thing you notice with Theo is very rarely is he caught on the wrong side of things, right? Where uh, you know maybe caught it caught in too deep in the zone or caught on the wrong side of things. He's a second wave he's following things up and and he's a big body out there and so he defends well he's got a good stick uh yeah he's going to be a guy that very comfortable on the penalty kill throwing 
him out there. If it's the last minute of a game and we're up by a goal, he's going to be out on the ice and, and he's, he logs a ton of minutes for us back there. And, uh, um, just a guy that, uh, when you talk about development and, and, you know, a player that as a, a coaching staff are very proud of, of to, you know, the, the steps that he's taken throughout the years, uh, he's the perfect example of that. Uh, so again, tomorrow in Tulsa, you wrap up a stretch of six straight road games before a busy December. You guys are eight and zero on the road. That is incredible. Yet to lose on the road. Let's make it nine and zero tomorrow. One, what goes into the success you guys have had on the road? And two, what's it like that just the grind of six straight games on the road? First of all, the six straight games when we were going into this, we kind of knew in our schedule there's a bit of a hiccup, and it's it's this this time period. But being on the road brings together teams. So early in the season, if you can get on the road, you can have success. Guys are able to form together. They have fun spending time together. A lot of time on the bus, you know. And so that can be very healthy for a team. You know, now we've gone back and forth now three times here, you know, to Tulsa. But guys are enjoying it. And most importantly, we're learning about how to be a successful road team and the things that it takes for us to be successful. And that's, you know, managing the momentum of the game, managing the puck, uh, managing shift length. And these are a lot of conversations we have. And the other thing is, you know, in third periods have rolled around where maybe we're down or maybe we have the lead. How do we manage those situations? And so these are good learning lessons that we can take away. And uh, as, we, as we've stated here several times, um, just the perseverance of this team. Yeah, and I think a big advantage that we have as a team on the road is our depth. I mean, some teams, if you're a one, you know, you have one line of forwards that is, uh, you know, a step above the rest. Teams with the last change—that's one thing in hockey for for people that are non-hockey that maybe don't realize is that the home team gets the last change, and so that's where you can see line matching and, and whatnot going on. And and you know, it'd be very difficult to line match against us because we feel that we've got three lines any, on any given night. You could consider our first line, and so um, we have that that depth that that allows us to kind of just really roll things over. And I know it's a difficult job up front for Tad. He does such a good job of, of managing guys' minutes and getting really spreading that those minutes around and keeping guys fresh up there. And uh, and so we've been able to do that so far. And our, our guys just have a big belief in wherever we're playing that they're going to be able to be successful if they stick to their structure and, and play hard. Again, 8-0 on the road, hoping to move to 9-0 and tomorrow at Tulsa. And then they come back to Kansas City Friday versus Wichita at 7.30, Saturday versus Wichita at 6 p.m. Go out and make sure you support the KC Mavericks. Guys, this was a lot of fun right here. GM, Tad had and head coach. Again, assistant coach Riley Wozlowski. We will take a quick break as we are here live at Llewellyn's Pub for the KC Mavs show. Up next, forward Max Andreoff and defenseman Theo Calvis, Sports Radio 810 WHB. Welcome back to Sports Radio 810 WHB. I am Sterling Holmes. Again, we're here live at Llewellyn's Pub in downtown Lee Summit for the KC Mavericks Coaches Show. Joined now, got a couple players, Max Andreas and Theo Calvis. Max Andreas, I'm sorry, man. It's tough. It's a tough name. You got a hard name for me. Hey, you're you're not the first person. Not the first, and no, probably won't no, be the last. Probably won't be the last. But but I want to start with you. You lead the ECHL in points. What has been the key to your success so far? I mean, I was just so ready to get out of college and start playing <laughs> professional hockey. Honestly, <laughs> like uh, that that was the goal number one, even before I went to Cornell. So, uh, yeah, I'm just excited to be a professional hockey player now, and we have a great squad. Uh, all the boys are gelling pretty well, so yeah, it's it's been a lot of fun, and yeah, I just try to 
go out there and have some fun. I also want to ask, because they, they talked about it, the uniqueness of this, the five forwards on the power play. How's that transition been for you specifically? Uh, yeah, well, we talked about talked about it during training camp with the coaches, and Tad brought up the, the idea of me having on the point. And uh, I've, uh, I've played uh, on top of the power play in juniors, but that's been like, what, seven years now? So, <laughs> But I, I, I had a privilege of watching, in, in my opinion, one of the best college hockey players in the last two years, uh, who's Sam Malinsky. He was uh, the quarterback of our power play at Cornell, and he's uh, up with Colorado Avalanche right now at the moment. So, I, I was, uh, yeah, I was, ha- I was able to watch him for a couple of years and the things that he would do on the power play. So, uh, yeah, it's just, uh, it's been a transition, but I think it's going pretty well so far. And then Theo, for you, you're actually a leading scorer among KC defensemen. What has gone into your offensive success so far? Uh, I think with the team that we have, it's uh, it's pretty easy for me to kind of just rely on my instincts. And, you know, if I see a, uh, a good time to join the rush as a second wave, I know that our forwards are pretty skilled and they'll be able to make some plays. So, um, like I said, it's really uh, the team that we have is filled with so much talent. So they make it pretty easy to uh, kind of contribute. I will also say the team is allowing the fewest goals per game. Obviously, you guys are a big part of that. You specifically, Theo, being a defenseman. How have you guys been able to gel and be so good so early on? Uh, I think our decor has a lot of experience. Um, so we kind of all have that going for us. And uh, we're all able to relate with that. So we kind of know that uh, what the job is and how to get it done. And then... You know, with our forwards, we want to give them the puck as soon as we can. So we kind of just uh, all buy into that and then kind of go from there. And then, Max, for you, you're a Moscow native, right? And then you went to Cornell, and now you're here in the heartland of Kansas City, right? What has this transition been like for you personally? I mean, I, I didn't know what to expect before coming to, coming down to Kansas City, I'll be honest with you. But I, I've been really impressed with the, with the city, with the people here. It's a lot of fun. you got whatever you need and uh i mean like i've said playing pro and preferably in north america was always a dream of mine and pro- probably the goal after college i never even thought about getting a regular job after or anything like that so uh that was out of the picture so yeah it's 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 the transition has been great and the coaches make it so much easier too they they supply us with whatever we need and yeah and then you, Theo, you're, you're back now for your fourth season in Kansas City. Why have you decided to spend your time here now? Why, why the fourth season? What's it been like for you? Yeah, I like Kansas City a lot. I mean, the city has a lot to offer. The barbecue, with, right? Yeah, I mean, honestly, <laughs> the food is a big factor. Um, you know, there's just a lot to do here. Honestly, we got the Chiefs, Royals, yeah. stuff like that. Um, and then, like Max was saying with the coaches, they really do a great job here. Um, I have a great amount of respect. I love playing for Tad and Wes, both of them, and Rob, too. But uh, <laughs> Can't leave them out. <laughs> no, no, but all of our coaches make it really easy to, you know, kind of want to get behind those guys and want to play for them. So they're a pretty big reason why. And um, like they were uh, saying earlier, we get treated really well here. They, uh, We do things, you know, really properly the right way. So... It's, uh, it's definitely a good spot to play. Uh, we are here live at Llewellyn's Pub in downtown Lee, some of the KC Mavericks coaches show. Can you guys talk about this six-game road trip you're about to wrap up tomorrow, obviously? You're undefeated on the road, but what has gone into the success for you guys, and what's it look like for a player, this grueling long stretch away from home? 
Yeah, I think you kind of just have to um, do what you can to kind of treat it as if it's a home game and kind of just throw out all those other factors and not let them bother you. I mean, you know, we know what we signed up for, home games and away games, so just go in there with the same mentality that you're going to get two points and then just uh, get out there and play. Yeah, honestly, I mean, it's always uh, good for the teams to be on the road for a long time because it really shows what kind of character you have in the room, what kind of guys you have in the room, right? And uh, uh, being on the bus for four hours every day is not the greatest thing, <laughs> but if you get used to that, throw some music in, you know, it's, it's not that big of a deal. And we're professionals. We're supposed to be doing this. So, yeah, it's just a part of the profession, part what, of the job. What do those rides look like? What do you guys do to pass the time? Card games? Yeah. Playing cards or just kind of sharing stories, you know. I, I personally, I don't mind being on the bus too much, so I, I like road trips, so. Yeah. Yeah, guy, you can see guys throw on a show from a movie here and there, but, yeah, lots of card games. Probably spend 10 hours on average on a road trip playing Mafia and stuff <laughs> like that, so, yeah. For you, Max, what's been so impressive is, again, not just leading the ECHL in points and assists, but you have recorded at least one point in 13 of the 14 games this season. That's consistency. How have you been able to be so consistent? I honestly try not to think about it. I just want to go out there every game, compete, and prove that I'm uh, one of the best players in the league. And uh, as long as we get the win, I don't care if I get any points or not. If I don't care at all if I get on the score sheet. And, uh, yeah, I, I just want the team to win. I would say there's some correlation, though, right? You're 12-2. and two. Things look pretty good when you're scoring, huh? Uh, I will also say for you, Theo, you set career highs in every statistical category last season. The progression is there. Did something click for you last year? Um, not really. I think I kind of just uh, took a lot more ownership for myself. Just, you know... Um kind of the player that I wanted to be and uh, I told myself that you know no one no one's gonna go out and make it happen except for you you know so kind of just uh I guess that would be what clicked I guess you guys have also had not just the the undefeated stretch on the road right not just the 7-0 and start to start this season but you've had two different streaks already of five plus wins how have you been able to string together wins like that? Is it just the vibes are high, you keep going out there and doing it? But how do you can ha- have how do you have this kind of winning mentality game in and game out? I mean, to be honest with you, I think we could have won both of those games that we lost too, yeah. and some things just went went the wrong way. But that's what happens. It's a game of hockey, right? Yeah, I mean, and all the guys go out there, and your only only goal is to win every single game, right? Yeah. You you don't think about oh we're on this streak, we're on that streak. It's just the next game is what's in front of you, and that's what you think about. So, yeah, it, and we have a lot of experience in the room, so guys guys understand it. I don't think we get in our heads about being on a win streak or whatever. It doesn't really bother us. Yeah, like Max said, I mean, every game is a new game, right? So the, the past is behind you, and I, I think we're doing a good job just keeping the past in the past and worrying about the next game. When you look at, as again, you mentioned the, the, the 12 and 2, and you felt like you could have won those two games. When you look at those, where do you try and find some improvement? Where, where do you look at this season saying, yeah, things have been great, but it could be even better? Where do you guys try to improve at? Well, it's, it's the small things that the coaches talked about too earlier. It's like the game against Rapid, we didn't really manage pucks very well. They caught us in transition, had some odd man rushes. We gave up some goals, we were behind. 
and we tried making a comeback in the third period. Obviously, didn't work out. It's also tough to come back from a 5-2 deficit in the third period, obviously. But uh, it's just the small things. It's managing the pucks, uh, making sure we stay out of the box, and just playing, playing for each other and playing within the system. And then, Theo, for you right here, you've had three different goalies this season, right, rotating. How, how do you try and, or I guess how quickly, too, do you find their strengths, what they like, what they don't like? Because everyone's a little different, right? Everyone has a little, little some preferences here. How, how do you try and get used to that? Um, honestly, I don't pay too too much attention about uh, the go- each goalie's you know, individual strengths and weaknesses. I try and just play my best regardless who's in net. Um you know, I think all three of our goaltenders are extremely solid, so I'm I'm very confident when all of them are in net. So that's easy as a defenseman knowing that no matter who's playing, you have a really solid goaltender there to bail you out if you need to get bailed out or anything like that. You guys also had an off-site practice at KCIC in Shawnee last week. You know, there were close to 100 youth hockey players who got to watch you guys practice, get some autographs and photos after the event. Can you guys talk about this here? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's uh, it's always a cool experience, you know. We've we've all been kids and we've been there. Uh, we've all watched pros and wanted to get their stick or an autograph or whatever it is, right? Because you look up to you look you look up to those guys when you're a kid, and they look up to us now. So it's always uh, great to be an example for those kids and share some uh, experiences with them. Uh, yeah. we're, again, we're here live at Llewellyn's Pub, Sports Radio 810 WHB for the KC Mavericks Coaches Show. Since we are here at a pub, what's your go-to drink? I like... don't, don't, I, Tad's not listening. <laughs> Head coach, he, he can't hear you right now. I'm a pretty big whiskey guy, so I like old fashions. It's a good call, man. That's a smart man. Uh, well, since I'm Russian, I'll probably go with a vodka soda and a little <laughs> splash of pineapple juice in there. That's a smart... The pineapple, see, this is... This is see, she has it right there. It's probably from you. You probably are rubbing off on her, see? Maybe. It's smart right there. And then darts are pool. You guys dart players or pool players? More of a pool guy. Pool players. Yeah. Well, so we got to have a competition then, huh? We, yeah. I, I think we, we should have them play against each other and see who wins. That's what we need for some team bonding right now. All right. Again, where have you guys seen the bright spot so far? The gelling early, the 12-2. and two. Again, this is not necessarily normal. You know, the ECHL is a lot of turnover. You don't always have these hot starts, but you guys have done it and gelled early. What have been the brightest spots in your guys' mind? Mm. I, honestly think, I honestly think a big part of it is the fact that we – are able to have our group together like we didn't have that many call-ups or call-downs right so we've had a consistent roster throughout these games and uh the coaches are letting they're not tossing the lineup around they're letting players get some chemistry uh which is i think is very important in pro and uh yeah and we have so much skill and talent on this on this lineup that like once once the parts start clicking they probably won't stop clicking so it's good that it started right away and obviously we're off to a hot start but the season's long so we'll see what happens down the road what about you yeah i think uh max nailed it on the head there pretty much pretty well we um 
We have a really good team, and uh, you know, like he said, the just the more that we gel together and, and get more comfortable playing with the same guys, uh, you know, the better we'll get. Again, you guys finished your road trip on Wednesday before a back-to-back here in Kansas City at home. You play Wichita both nights: Friday versus Wichita at 7:30, Saturday versus Wichita at 6 p.m. I'm sure a lot of these people are going to be at the game. What do you have to say to them? What are they going to see? Uh, they're going <laughs> to. They're going to see uh, good games. We're going to hopefully win those games, and uh, it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, hopefully, you know, the, 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 hopefully we win both games, like Theo said here. And, uh, I mean, obviously we're looking to play as well as we can and score as many goals as we can. And I'm sure Wichita, we won first three against them this year, so they they got something to prove. Every team is going to beat us now. That we're on top of the league, so we're gonna be we gotta be at our best game every single time. Again, Ford, Max, Andreov, and defenseman Theo Calvis. Guys, thank you guys so much. Yeah, my thank pleasure. You. Appreciate it. This is the Sports Radio 810 WHB Coaches at Show KC Mavericks here live at Llewellyn's Pub in downtown Lee Summit. Up next, goalie and video coach Rob Couturier and goaltender Kale Morris. Take a quick break, come back, Sports Radio 810 WHB. Welcome back to Sports Radio 810 at WHB. Again, Sterling Holmes here live at Llewellyn's Pub in downtown Lee. Some of the KC Mavericks coaches show. Joined now by goalie and video coach Rob Couturier and goaltender Kale Morris. Fellas, how's it going? Good. Very good. Well, well, thanks Very for having good. us. I mean, it has to be good. You're 12-2. and two. You guys have been electric defensively, ranking first in goals allowed, I would say. Things are going pretty well, huh? That's not bad. <laughs> All right, Kale, I want to start with you. You were one of the most successful goaltenders in the NCAA during your time at Notre Dame. You won the Mike Richter Award as well as a 2018 Big Ten Player of the Year. Can you talk a little bit about your time at Notre Dame? Yeah, um, it was awesome. I mean, I loved my time at Notre Dame. Um, met my future wife there, so um, that's just the cherry on top. Yeah, congrats. But, uh, um, yeah, my freshman year, I mean, I, I didn't play much, but I had a great experience to back up behind Cal Peterson, who spent time in the NHL and um, the American League. So I was a, a sponge that year. And then once I got my opportunity, um, you know, I made the most of it and just uh, kind of learned how to be a professional, take care of my um, academics as well as uh, stuff on the ice. So it was, a, it was an awesome stepping stone to pro hockey. What has been the biggest difference from high-level college hockey to now your, the professional level? What has that been like for you? Uh, in college, you know, you're, you're playing two games a weekend, so you kind of have that time to ramp it up, you know. Um, you're pre-scouting the other team for the entire week. You're really getting ready to see what the other uh, opponent's going to do on the Friday, Saturdays, and then in pro, it's just, it's games, you know. So it's, it's fun. It's a quick turnaround every time, so... Uh, um Pro's an awesome, awesome change. Yeah. And then, Rob, again, you're 12-2. and two. You've been just phenomenal defensively, again, ranking first in the ECHL. What has been the strong start from the goaltenders? Not just, okay, I want to give you all the credit because you're here, but the other two guys as well. What has gone into this strong start? A number of things, but I think one of the one of the most important pieces is we we've really tried as a team to buy in uh, and and own you know both ends of the of the ice um, and make sure that our goaltenders see you know not always grade A opportunities and then uh, and and then when they do see grade A's you know they're doing a heck of a job bailing us out there but um, 
but really the full team buy-in is what's what's paying off, I think. What have you seen from Kale in particular? I know it's hard. He's right here, so you got to love up on him yeah, a little bit here. I'll but you at 20, don't worry. But <laughs> <laughs> how has he played best based on expectations so far? So obviously being a goalie coach and coming from college hockey, yeah. I knew all about Kale, and we have some you know mutual connections, uh, coaches and players. And you know, I, I knew you know what we were going to get and uh, was very excited we were able to sign him. Um, and I'll say that, you know, I've, I've not been surprised, just impressed. Um, but, you know, the thing that, that gets me more than anything is, is he's just smooth. He's calm. He's smooth. He picks his points. He knows where he's going. You were thrown into the fire right away when you joined the Mavericks. How did you adjust and then turn that into a nice little award here, goaltender of the month? Yeah, I mean, I thought I had a great uh, – um, I, I had a really good off season, so I was uh, – just uh, biting at the bit to get going, um, and then once uh, I came here, it was it was awesome. You know, it was it was a great transition. All the guys were super welcoming, which makes it super easy to come and just play my game. And uh, you know, team success leads to individual success, so uh, got off to a great start. And then obviously, that accolade's nice for. Uh, my mom. Yeah. We enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> On the mantelpiece yeah, right there. Exactly. Uh, and then, Rob, we obviously know goalie coach. I think we can get a nice little grasp, uh, at least understanding of. Sure. But when it comes to the video aspect of your job, what are you looking for? What stands out? Can you talk about this here? Sure. So it's kind of a newer role for me. I've always done some video work with goalies over the years. Um, but, but being sort of the full team video coach is a new thing for me. Um, one of the most important aspects of what I'm doing is I'm live tagging all the games. So for every event that happens, whether it's a four check, whether it's a, you know, goal for or, you know, chance against or whatever, uh, I'm clipping those so that we don't have to comb through the video after the game. It's just there ready for us to review and we can take it to the players and show them. Nice. Uh, and then, Kale, you have five wins in your six games. That, that's a pretty good percentage right there, huh? Yeah, yeah. What has been the key to your early season success? Uh, I think it just starts with the team, you know, obviously team success. It's They're the ones scoring the goals. They're the one. uh getting the wins you know I'm just trying to do my job and called upon and uh um you know our defense have done an awesome job of keeping the majority of the shots um kind of low grade and on the outside and then uh you know when I have to make a save I try and come up with that so it's uh it's been a great start to the team for the or great start to the season for the entire team Rob you spent four seasons as you mentioned at the collegiate level before joining the Mavericks first at Colby College in Maine and then at University of Nebraska Omaha which I was actually just there I went to a fun con. That's a great venue right there. I went to where they uh, actually have their hockey at. It's a great spot. I'm a little jealous because that downtown is kind of fun right there. I I bet you spent a little time down there. I did, just a little. Just a little (laughs) bit. But but not talking about your time there at the bar scene. Let's talk about your time working in college and then now to the professional level. What has that been like for you? Sure. Like Kale mentioned, with college hockey, you're prepping for Friday-Saturday games. You've got from Sunday till Friday game time to really break down all the video, all the pre-scout for the goalies. You know, you're looking at, at the, their power play, what hand the guys are, what their tendencies are. You really get to break down everything um, versus pro. You know, it's it's too busy for that. When you're playing 72 games, you don't have time for that. Um, so we really have to focus on what we do. Um, and I actually really enjoy that part because you can really just kind of boil it down to, to doing your own job very well and, and – as you see with Kale and, and, and Jack and DK, they're, they're doing a great job of that. Yeah. K- Kale, this is your first season with the Mavericks. Can you talk about just being here in Kansas City now? Now I get Notre Dame. You're in a Midwest <laughs> town, right? It's not as big of a jump from Cornell to Kansas City here. But, but can you talk about your time so far here spent? Yeah, I've loved it. My uh, sister actually went to KCU Medical School here a couple years ago, so she had nothing but great things to say about uh, the city. Um, my brother-in-law is a huge uh, KC sports fan, so nice. um, they're super happy I'm here. And I mean, I've I've really just loved it and uh, the support from. 
the fans, the um, coaching staff, you know, it's a world-class organization, so can't have anything but good things to say about uh, the Mavericks and then Kansas City as a whole. Have you hit up all the barbecue spots yet? Not yet. I have a couple on the list that uh-huh. uh, I got some recommendations Have for, you given so. them some good recommendations here? Uh, yeah, I've, I've hit a few. What, what's your favorite? Uh, probably Q39. That's good. Yeah. It's all good. Yeah. Uh, all right, I do want to talk about the winning streak, though, especially the road winning streak, because to me this is very impressive. You don't see this happen literally in like almost any sport. You know you're going for your ninth straight road victory to start the season as you will face Tulsa tomorrow. Can you talk about the success, the, the ability to win away from home? Uh, yeah. I mean, I think it just uh, speaks to the group we have within the locker room. Um, you know, we there's not a lot of panic in our game. So, you know, on the road, um, it's a game of momentum. And um, even if we're down late in the third or just a one-goal game and there's no panic, you know, um, we're going to be confident to get the job done. So it's uh, it's been fun to play on the road, and it's uh, definitely brought in the the team closer together, which is obviously awesome to do such uh, early in the season. Yeah, and then Rob, for you, what's it like coaching on the road? You know, how, how do you stay focused? How does it differentiate from when you're at home versus on the road? Sure. So, it, it, for one thing, being a goalie coach, you don't, you know, once the puck drops, you don't have any you, any control over anything, right? <laughs> you're going to the stands. So that's where that's where adding the video coach part in is great because it gives me something to focus on during the game. Um, but I think I try and treat it the same as the players do. Um, and bring the same preparation and consistency, whether we're at home or on the road. Yeah, I know it's it's things are going great. You're you're twelve and two, goaltender of the month. You know, best in the ECHL again. Only two point four three goals against per game. That's just unreal. Do you still find areas where you're like, you know what, I can improve here. This is what I'm trying to work on. What are you trying to work on as the season goes on? Yeah, I think. Um Rob, me and the two other goalies, you know, we just like to keep it simple, like to feel good about our game and just uh, really pound down the foundation and, uh, you know, because games are so unpredictable. So it's not like you can overanalyze one thing or one goal against, you know, it's just trying to feel good about your game and kind of just build layer by layer and just uh, keep feeling good about yourself. Yeah. I would love to know just how this breaks down. When you have three goalies, how does the PT break down? How does each game break down? Is it one-one-one? Is it a certain matchup? How do you how do you see this unfolding? Yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's it's complicated. There's a lot of conversation that goes into it, and and you know, it's tough because goaltending is a very individual position within a team sport. Yeah, and you've got three goalies that are all capable, and they all want to play. Um, and you've got to manage that. Yeah. Um, and as you know, we've seen with you know Dylan Kelly, he hasn't had you know much opportunity this season, um, and and he's got to grind in practice and, and make sure he's on top of his game. Um, but yeah, it's difficult it, for you again. As you mentioned, the power play, you guys have been incredible. You're, you're number two in the ECHL. The five forwards is a little unique. Does that add a different wrinkle for you? Is it more pressure on you? Is it any different? Um, obviously, they're all very talented. But when you kind of go a little more offensive-minded in that aspect, which you would, is to, expe- to be expected in a power play, does it add a little something extra, though, for you? Uh, I wouldn't say so just because they're so responsible with the puck. You know, it's not like um, they go out there with the mindset that, hey, we all have to score a goal. They're still running the plays. They're still um, being responsible, you know. Um, so it doesn't change anything on uh, my end. And, um, you know, it's fun to watch those guys zip it around, and it's not too fun to defend them in practice. <laughs> Rob, for you, can you talk about the growth, the growth for you as a goalie coach? Is there something you've identified as you progressed here in Kansas City? Uh, simplifying, honestly, and Kale mentioned it. You know, just going back to the, the foundation and, and making sure that we feel good, and um, I feel like I'm, I'm, you know, as much a support guy as I am a coach and, and just making sure that they're ready to go. Um, but yeah, simplification. 
What's it going to be like for you guys being back home after that long road trip? How, how great is that going to be? I know it's a little tough because you're here in Kansas City right now. Obviously, we're here at Llewellyn's Pub in Lee Summit, but now you've got to go to Tulsa. You don't have a long time here. But how great is it going to feel to have that weekend against Wichita both nights? Yeah, it'll be awesome. You know, can't wait to get back in front of our, our fans and uh, put on a show for them. So it'll be um, exciting. You know, We've had a lot of success on the road, but we're looking to um, continue that success at home as well. Mm. What about you, Rob? Yeah, I can't just can't wait to, to have you know Cable Dom Arena packed and, and our fans there and and finally get to be at home again. It's gonna feel good. What's the best part about being at home? What, what's the best aspect of having all the fans, the crowd, all being at your side, at, at your back? Um, I think just it is what it is. You know, you're at home. You have all your routines. You have uh, you know, you're going home to your pregame nap in your own bed. You can make your own pregame meal and stuff like that so it's just really comfortable and you uh you know you're gonna step out onto the ice and hear hear the crowd go wild when the, the boys are playing so it's fun i'm not gonna lie pregame nap i think i got in the wrong business that, that's what right. i needed rob you got the same thing too you got a you pregame nap uh, yeah you know i try not to actually fall asleep because i wake up groggy and i hate that um, but i will i'll close my eyes for a minute the team recorded the franchise win number 500, November 12th at Allen. Again, you guys have been piling up milestone after milestone. You know, Tato had got his 100th victory here as the KC Mavs head coach. What does that mean for you guys? I know it's a little different for you being your first year here, but for, for more you, Rob, what's this been seeing the KC Mavs progress? I mean, it's such a great organization. I couldn't be more impressed. And, you know, it's, um, I was welcomed in, in such a great way. And, and from, from the ownership and president to, to Tad and Wes and, and, you know, equipment guy and, and our athletic trainer, everybody, you know, it's, it's just a, it's an incredible organization. And, and just seeing the success and being a part of the success is, um, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Again, as we're here at Llewellyn's Pub in downtown Lee Summit, I have to ask, I asked those guys, and again, Tad won't listen in, okay? <laughs> Tad promised me he's not going to judge you for whatever you say. What's your favorite go-to drink? Um, I'm a tequila guy, so maybe like Wow. A, uh, okay, we might have to margarita. tell Tad, if you're a tequila yeah. guy, that's a bold choice. <laughs> yeah. So, a good, a good margarita. I heard a woo. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Rob, what about you? I could probably go for a nice pint of Guinness. See, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. We're in an Irish pub right now. Tequila is a bold choice. At least it's not the vodka. Uh, what's it? Vodka water with a splash of pineapple. That seems pretty bold to me. But everyone <laughs> listening right now, they will face Tulsa tomorrow, Friday versus Wichita at 7:30. Make sure you go pack Cable Dumber Arena. Then Saturday versus Wichita again at 6 p.m. Again, goalie video coach Rob Couturier and goaltender Kale Morris. Fellas, really appreciate it. Thanks, Charlie. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having us. This was the KC Maverick Show right here at Llewellyn's Pub, downtown Lee Summit. I am Sterling Holmes for Sports Radio 810 WHB. We are out.